In the words of public enemies, Chuck D. Bring your noise. Podcast Network. I'm Charlie Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're all doing well. Hope all is blessed. Third interview of 2022. Hope you've enjoyed the past two interviews I've had uh, with uh, Osei and Friend of Five. And, well, officially Friend of Five E, Osei, and uh, obviously for, uh, already Friend of Five E before the interview, uh, Mr. Ian Kelly. And uh, yeah, we'll continue with the music theme, uh, continue with the musicians, um, going to be continuing with that for a while probably. Um, and yeah, we're just, uh, we're, we're dying everywhere now. So we've gone from someone who's, who grew up in uh, Illinois, uh, suburbs, uh, just outside of Chicago now, living in ATL and Osei, and now obviously Oakland, bi-coastal, uh, Oakland born and bred, but now bi-coastal, Ian Kelly going from, you know, from Oakland to North Carolina, dipping back and forth. And now we've got a firm, firm ground right here. Firm ground with this interview. For this interview, we're hopping into deep, deep in the city of Chicago. We're dipping into somebody that is, um, uh, you, could, you could say, an elder statesman in the game right now. right? Um, just purely by age, but you wouldn't know it. You really wouldn't know it when you listen to him. I I. I, I I dare you to guess his age after you've listened to his tunes. You don't know, because that's what I appreciate when it comes to what we're seeing in hip hop right now. There's an article I've got in the mix. Um, hopefully, going to drop it at some point. <laughs> you know, just to make this all feasible. Because I hate, I hate like saying I'm going to do stuff and then not do it, and I hate, I hate saying it on wax. You know what I mean? Um, but I've got an article coming through that I want to do um, about just a. Uh, I usually do like a state of the hip hop union kind of thing, you know, just a statement I like to make at the start of the year, um, just to, you know, just to, I don't know, just to say how I'm feeling about the state of the hip hop union. Um, and this year I want to talk about age because I find age super fascinating and it's getting to a point where we're seeing our, we're seeing hip hop legends, you know, being 40 plus, 35 plus. And, you know, if you want to dip into like UK you know, but a ton of the legends are now in their mid thirties, late thirties now, and it's and they're still on the top of their game, right? So for this interview, I wanted to talk to uh, I wanted to talk to um, Chicago uh, rap uh, veteran, uh, Mr. Vic Spencer. Um, Vic Spencer is um, an outstanding artist in my mind. Uh, I discovered him personally uh, late, late. Uh, we discussed I discussed that briefly in the twenty, I think twenty nineteen. Uh, with the Spencer for Hire 3 um, and then once I asked him uh, for an interview and he said yes I basically gave myself enough time to listen to as much Vic Spencer as possible and I listened to I'd, I'd say at least like 85% of his work <laughs> um, and he has a fuck ton of work like he has he has a ton of work everywhere in different places scattered around um, but once you get a handle on it uh, you really just get a consistent vibe with him and uh, something that I really need to, I feel the need to highlight when it comes to Vic Spencer is when you listen to his music, you get this, you know, just brash confidence, brash, brash confidence, confident bars, um, just prime, prime bars, prime flow, uh, prime cadence, all of that. It's just top tier, right? And you just, but when you, when you listen to this interview, 
if you've listened to his music before, you're gonna you're gonna have to give it a listen again because when you off the off the back of this interview, I felt like I felt like you you understood more about his foundations, and because of that, because you understand the foundations, and primarily that foundation is one of authenticity, um, and how he how he approaches just life in general and how he approaches himself and how he's confident in himself is so fascinating. And when you listen back to the music, it just, it just elevates. It really does elevate. Um, so with that said, enough talk. Let's jump right in. We get into his beginnings, of course, getting into his uh, life in group homes, when he started rapping, when he started taking it seriously, a ton of his work, <laughs> and uh, of course, his top five. So with that said, grab your snacks, kick your feet up, and enjoy as Vic <laughs> sparks one as we talk to him. <laughs> you sometimes hear the flick of the light and that's just amazing. I love it. <laughs> so with that said, kick your feet up. Spark one if you want. And let's jump right in. Hope you enjoy. Mr. Vic Spencer, what is good, sir? What is good, my brother? How you feeling, man? I am good. I am good. Um, my 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 dog might have broken his foot <laughs> oh. just like ten minutes before before recording. Oh man! He jumped off my bed and yelped. I was like, oh god, sorry, right, fine. So yeah, that's um. This that joint for him, man. Smooth recovery for the dog, man. <laughs> Oh, see now, see now. I regret not making this like a video podcast because this, this, this is vibes right now. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. That's good. Uh, but yeah, uh, like to always begin uh, with just like a health check, vibe check. How you feeling? Have you finally gotten over uh, people having fake verified accounts on IG still? Or? Uh, yeah, we we still we still going through them. You know what I'm saying? As they as they scroll past the timeline, we still going through. How do you, how'd you find them. that out, by the way? <laughs> Yeah, my engineer hit me up uh, one night. Was like, "Yo," and he sent me a video uh-huh. of, uh, of of two guys in the barber shop talking about how uh, how one of the, one of his wives told him. Well, one of the guys' wives told him that if you go and um, press the three dots in the right-hand corner on somebody's page and you don't see that uh, about this account, then their IG uh, verified badge is fake. I mean, now, I don't know how real it is, but they wouldn't just be saying that on no, you know what I'm saying? On no, on no, uh, uh-huh. on no publication that could be uh, viral. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know. You can see it on no tech blog. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it was out everywhere. You know what I'm saying? We was just the first ones exposed to it, and then, it, it, then everybody else went and started doing their thing, doing their investigation too. We all like little detectives now. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, everyone, everyone these days in social media is either like an investigator, a reporter, or just a opinion opinion column. That's that's all it is. So, you know, in the in the words of a. I think blue uh, opinions are assholes, and everybody's got one. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. I did. I did. I did actually get, give you the chance to answer. So like, do, are you, are you good? Good health health wise and all that. Just uh. Yeah. Everything is good. 
<coughs> I work with um, <coughs> coughing off the trees. <coughs> it's funny. <coughs> I work with um, I work with a non-for-profit organization called Youth Advocate Programs, and mm-hmm. I have to get uh, tested every week to work. So I just turned my negative test in to work this week. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. Health is wealth. You know what I'm saying? That's what yeah, that's the vibe. That's the vibe. All right, we will officially begin. Uh, at the beginning, I like to cluster in uh, three uh, questions, and you can uh, go where you want with it, detail-wise. Uh, so, where were you born? Uh, what was your life like uh, growing up, environment-wise? And what were you like uh, as a kid growing up? I was uh, born in Chicago, on the west side of Chicago. And... Um, what was it like? What what was uh what was the environment like growing yep. up? Um, you know, I was kind of scattered all over the place. I moved to uh, a few of my uh, relatives' uh, places, and then I lived in group homes, and then I lived on my own, and then now I live with my family. So now, as you know, I've I've, I've been moved around, scattered around all over throughout throughout the years, and. Um, how was I as a guy? You know, I was uh, always witty, always to myself, always reserved. You know what I'm saying? You in my circle, then you were blessed. And, you know, that's how I kept it. I was always reserved. All And then, you know, it, it, I was like a, maybe you could say like a double-edged sword. Because when it was time to be social, I could be social. When it's time mm-hmm. to be reserved, I can be reserved. Turn it on and off switch for both you know what I'm saying? So that's how I pretty much was. Yeah, I think the term for that is ambivert, and I feel that feel that highly. So like you're calm on your own, but if there's people about, you can make it happen. You know what I mean? Just you can, yeah. Yeah. Ambivert, good term. Um, so you mentioned obviously um moving about a lot. Was that just all inside, all inside Chicago? Just um. Uh, yeah, all uh, in Chicago. Yeah, Not all in Chicago. Chicago. All Chicago. I've Grew up on all sides of the Chicago, north side, west side, east side, south side, all of them. I've, I've, I've lived an ample amount of years on each side of Chicago. So, yeah. Mm. That's an interesting, obviously, I imagine, interesting um, experience because like, I remember I remember an interview I did a couple of years ago with uh, another Chicago rapper called uh, Neek and uh, uh-huh. kind of, uh, yeah, you, you know, you know? Yeah, I know Neek. That's yeah, my yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Undefined. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, Shout out to me. That's Nick. my dog. Um, yeah, so yeah, I remember he was telling me um, about kind of uh, his area, but like, obviously, in your case, having that uh, experience all over the place, I imagine is kind of interesting because I mean, I imagine somewhere like Chicago, somewhere similar to like London for me personally. Not that I have lived in London for an extended period of time or anything, but. If you live in a certain place, north is different than south, and east is different than west. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, depending on where you're at, I can imagine experiences are different for depending on uh, where you're at. Obviously, you know, south side gets the uh, how should we word it? The news coverage, <laughs> uh, but uh, I could I imagine that the others are just as um, experience fulfilling in some ways. So, moving on a little bit forward on that front, um, 
what do you use to for 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 I guess for spare time as as you as you were growing up in terms of just like uh, extracurricular stuff and uh, and what what did you actually enjoy I guess doing? Uh, I used to play basketball. I used to write write rhymes, write stories. You know what I'm saying? Those like kind of like things I did on my downtime: smoke weed, trying to uh, link up with girls. Like this is we talked about in the past, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I used to, you know, get fresh. I used to love getting fresh. I used to love going to um, the record store, Coconuts. That's what it used to be before they shut everything down. Uh, Coconuts. I used to go to Coconuts and buy all of the cassettes and CDs. I was a, you know, I used to just love having big ass headphones and listening to my my Sony Walkman or the Discman. I, you know, I kept both of them on. You know what I'm saying? Like mm, that, that's kind of like what I did. You know, my downtime, man, just listen to music and smoke weed, talk to the girls. You know what I'm saying? Get fresh. <laughs> when did you first start bunning? First start rhyming. Um, I said bunning, smoking, but either way, uh, smoking, I was going to uh, say after. I, smoked, I first started smoking. Well, my first my first uh, blunt I smoked was in 95 with my cousin. You know what I'm saying? We was on the back porch of the crib smoking. And then, like, uh, maybe I took a few years off just from moving from different group homes. But when I settled in the last group home I was in, I was probably about, like, 16, 17 I was just frequently smoking weed around that time. So definitely, uh, I would say like 96, 97, smoking good, you know what I'm saying, consistently. <laughs> this is up, this is up. And what about rapping on that, on that same tip? Uh, rapping, I started rapping um, like in eighth grade, same time I first started smoking, first hit of some weed. So I say 95, 94 when I wrote my first rap, and I used to just be, record myself on a cassette tape with my homies up up until like from from eighth grade up until like 2006 you know what i'm saying mm. i still was recording on cassette tapes so you know what i'm saying it's like it's, it, you know i i still was doing it like i was doing it when i didn't have a studio to record in but then when it got up to like 2006 i still i was in the studio but I still was recording on these tapes, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, I would say uh, during that time, I picked up the uh, professional vibe of rapping, and I would say that started in, uh, in like, 99, 2000, professionally rapping, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I was always on cassettes and always was rapping on the dorms, rapping at school, you know what I'm saying? In high school, getting in ciphers after school. Like, I was always doing that thing. But, like, when I first, like, consistently started going to the studio and had my first taste of uh, of, of, of being in the studio was, uh, I would say, 99, 2000. Right, so there was a couple of years where you were just doing it, I guess, just for kicks, right? And then around yeah. the turn of the millennium, actually started fucking with it heavy. Started going crazy with it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what was there anything actually in that you saw yourself doing before then, or was it just like um, just living life and whatever happens happens kind of a, a kind of mentality? Uh, I would say 
whatever happens, like it was just one of those. I didn't know what was no going NBA on. Dreams. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Whatever happens, happens. Like I was doing it to stay out of the way. I did have like some sort of dream of hooping, but I knew seriously I wasn't going to do it. I just knew that the odds was against me. And, um, you know, just being moved around, I knew that it wasn't going to be my calling. So that's when I had to figure out another way, stay out the way, which was rap. You know what I'm saying? Definitely was out there hooping, though. Definitely was putting up numbers. Street legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. Um, sticking with around that time, um, you mentioned obviously you're doing cassette stuff uh, from then to about o- around those six. So were you just literally just sending tapes? Like was it like like too short in Oakland out of the trunk kind of tip or? Um, when I first started doing like cassette tapes, it was just no- me just being in a room, just having like a, a Maxwell blank cassette. Oh, so you might, and, you might think you're selling it or anything. Yeah, I wasn't selling it. I just was, you know what I'm saying, figure out how many times I can one take a freestyle and um, and, and collect them. You know what I'm saying? I still have them to this day. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, 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 collect the, I collect the tapes. Like I will, any tape I will find, any uh, tape that I didn't like, I put some t- uh, I put some scotch tape on top of the tape and re-record over it. You know what I'm saying? I was really I was really doing that. You know what I'm saying? But the but the beauty of that is uh, is I was able to build leadership skills. Like like I would have like the toughest brother in my room trying to rap, and other people looked at that. You know what I'm saying? The staff at the group home looked at that. You know what I'm saying? They saw that I was able to, uh, you know, have some leadership in some of the things that I was doing. So I, you know, I, I clinged on to that too. Mm. So you're doing all of that in in like group home environment? Yeah, yeah, doing all of that in group home environment. Like some people, I would come to school and I'd be fresh as hell, like everybody else. Like you know what I'm saying? And people would be like, "How the hell you know what I'm saying? You in the group home, but you this fresh." You know what I'm saying, and and I'm like, man, you know this what it is what it is. You know what I'm saying. I had the I had the iceberg on. I had the Fubu on. Uh-huh. Definitely had the iceberg on. You know what I'm saying. Good Nike apparel. Um, good Jabos. I had Jabot pants with the guest T-shirt. You know what I'm saying, and a and a fresh haircut and some and some J's and Jordans or some Air Force Ones. That was what we wore. In the nineties, you know what I'm saying, you know, and I, I was I was fresh, I was fresh like that. So, so people would be like, "Hey, you in the group home? How how are you able to get all of these clothes and stuff like that?" That's a question. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they. I mean, I felt like I felt like I took advantage of the group homes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they 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 had a lot of amenities being in there. You know what I'm saying? And if you were doing fucked up shit. You wasn't gonna take advantage of the opportunities, you know what I'm saying? So I was one of those guys that was, you know, dibbing, dabbing in trouble, but I also was like mainly focused on taking advantage of what type of situation I was in. Like they've given out money like crazy a week, and then I'm working a job that paid four eighty five, four dollars and eighty five cents an hour. You know what I'm saying? And I was just having money, so I had money as a teenager. And I would let the money that they give me per week build up. And then next thing you know, I got 
hundreds of dollars and I'm 16 with no kids, with no bills, I'm going straight to the spot, get fresh like everybody else. <laughs> and then it was crazy because being in a group home, I didn't have to pay taxes. So I would pay for stuff right. and they give it to me straight, the straight retail price. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to pay taxes because I was, uh, when you in the group, when you were a ward of the state, uh, everything that you buy becomes tax exempt. And you know what I'm saying? I took advantage of that. I like, I ain't know that. Like I started reading on it and you know what I'm saying? I took advantage. I, sh- I sure mm-hmm. did. I took advantage. I loved it. So that's, you know, so I was looked at as an all round sport. You know what I'm saying? I did I did a little dirt. I was gang banging. But most importantly, I was fresh. I wanted to, you know what I'm saying, get with the women. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do my thing. And I was dipping and dabbing and rapping hoop at the same time. But I really wasn't sure what I was going to be doing until like 99, 2000. I knew for sure, like, yeah, rap is it. Yeah. How you getting girls in a group home? <laughs> Well, man, it was a co-ed group home, so right. You know what I'm okay. Right. Mm-hmm. We would, we would, you know, and it, and it was, it was not like restricted like that. You know what I'm saying? This was one of those group homes that if you excelling, then you pretty much can do whatever you want. And I feel like for most of us that was in that situation, we kind of like put the wall over all the staff eyes to get where we could go, so we could do what we wanted to do. So we would. We would do well and excel in school just so we can go outside and smoke. You know what I'm saying? We would do well in school and well on the dorms when we knew we could go outside and holler at the girls if we did. You know what I'm saying? So we just took, you know what I'm saying? It was a hand for a hand. You know what I'm saying? If you was fucking up, then you couldn't go outside. Then you was shut down. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, ah, you can't do nothing. So it's like, man... They, it was like they forced you to do the right thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like, it was, don't get me don't get me wrong, it was treacherous. There's a lot of guys in there, you know what I'm saying? They try to get you to uh, the thing called a pumpkin head, try to violate you when you first get on the group, when you get in the group home and you're a new person. Like, they try to violate you. Uh, but I ducked out of the blanket and, you know what I'm saying, fought for mine. And, and then on the basketball court, I injured a motherfucker for trying to fight me and i ain't nobody ain't nobody fuck with me from ain't nobody fuck with me after that you know what i'm saying ain't nobody ain't nobody mess with me so i i, I wasn't no tough guy but i wasn't to be fucked with you know what i'm saying mm. <laughs> so you know that's but so that's why how it became smooth and sweet for me you know what i'm saying but for most people you know what i'm saying that was in my situation didn't take advantage or you know what i'm saying got bullied or or didn't survive you know what i'm saying like all types, you know, it's even worse. But I just glorify the good stuff because you never hear that coming out of that situation. You never hear, you know what I'm saying, a goldfish coming out of swamp. You know what I'm saying? So it's, so that's 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 how I would like to see my story. You know what I'm saying? In in regards to that matter, that might be the title of this episode: Goldfish uh, from a, out of a swamp. That might be. <laughs> That's, that's, I like that's that. A bar. That's a bar. I like that. That's good. We'll write that down. <laughs> so, 
yeah, that is actually very fascinating because that's the issue I was like just about to say off the back of that. Uh, it's interesting how molded you were by the environment, even though there were plenty of like pitfalls, and that's kind of how life is, really, isn't it? In general, where it's just like everyone has some form of pitfalls. Uh, yeah, some some form of pitfall in their life and it's just a whether you you know step over it or not um yeah. but yeah that's that's, that's uh, shout out to you on that front for just uh dipping those um on the before we get into the music i want to dip into like the inspiration side of it um so living in group homes and stuff like that and dipping from place to place as you were growing up what music where you were exposed to around uh, around uh, your formative years um mary j blige health skelter tribe okay. call quest the loonies brother lynch hung you know what i'm saying i mc breed mc ren like yeah i was a i was a pot of gumbo you know what i'm saying <laughs> i listened to everything wu-tang you know what i'm saying like, I listened to all of that. You know what I'm saying? I was heavy. No Limit Soldier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> real talk. I listened to everything, bro. Like, for real. I listened to everything. You know what I'm saying? And I turn, if I turn off the rap music, I listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers. I would listen to Green Day. I would listen to, um, I would listen to like, house music. You know what I'm saying? And shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that, mm-hmm. you know that 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 was my wave, man. You know what I'm saying? Definitely aren't, uh, definitely Mary J. Blige and and Helter Skelter, though. That's for sure. It's a solid. That's it. It's just top two, very eclectic uh, top two right there. Because <laughs> uh, uh, Mary's dropped another album, so that's something to be excited about, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, March, definitely going to check it out, Mary. Yes, yes, no, I, me- I remember. Uh, uh spinning just her entire discography like a couple of a uh, couple of like last year it was just like nice. ethereal just listening to that for a whole like entire week just a uh, constant life gems basically just dropping over like i used to listen albums. to the my life album and specifically the my life song like the oh, first bang group, the first group home that i went through that was like one of the like that that tape Red Man's There's a Dark Side and um, Tragedy Gaddafi, uh, mm-hmm. Intelligent Hoodlum. I had mm-hmm. those on tape and I would just rotate those joints, but specifically that Mary J. Blige, My Life song, I used to play that back and forth. I think that was like the last song on Side A on the cassette and I used to just rewind it, rewind it, rewind it, rewind it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wow. Yeah, that, that, it was so raw, and, it, and it, I think music in general just takes me out of, you know, what I'm saying whatever situation I'm in, and just locks me in into what I'm listening to. You know what I'm saying? I love that. Mm, yeah, with that Roy Ayers uh, sample, just uh, yeah, yeah, Stone Cold, Stone Cold classic, Stone Cold classic. Um, so was all that 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 was all just you exploring for yourself? I assume. Yeah. Yeah, I used to, before that, I used to be listening to music with my brother. That's where the NWA, the MC Breed, the MC Ren, and, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that I would listen to. But when I branched off on my own, you know what I'm saying, I started listening to, like, 
Brother Lynch Hung and the Loonies and Helter Skelter and Tribe, Boogie Monsters. That yeah, Boogie Monsters for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I started listening and and Nas. You know what I'm saying? So all of that, all of the music. You know what I'm saying? I started banging all of the music once I got into like seventh grade. That's when I like, I guess, developed my own sense of what I think is dope to my ear instead of from my brother's ear and being like yeah. from that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I always find that. Um, I always like asking that question because. It's interesting how uh, some people um, they they remember so much about when they started branching off, and I feel like there's a lot of uh, that's like a real uh, interesting moment in everyone's lives where they stop where they stop listening to you know what people around them are listening to or what their parents or or siblings are listening to, and they go straight for you know just exploring for themselves. Um, so I always enjoy asking that question, uh, just to see where people go with it. Um, continuing on, I guess, and, uh, heading off to, um, your career specifically. Um, so you mentioned, so cassettes, keeping them, are we digitizing those cassettes? <laughs> or, uh, uh, nah, I don't think nah. so, man, because I, I feel like I, I meant to ask how the raps, like, yeah, yeah, they all right. You know what I'm saying? Target <laughs> practice. I had put like one of like an eight second clip on my IG story one time. People putting fire emojis. I'm like, man, y'all gassing, y'all gassing me. But you know, it was cool though. You know, because I guess uh-huh. I was being retrospective on on the clip, and you know, they, I guess they liked it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't look at none of those raps as like referrals. I always look at it as like I never forget where I came from. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. If I want to listen to it in that capacity, I'm going to go back and pull out my Walkman and, and, and pull out an aux cord and play it loud yeah. in that sense and listen to it that sense. And I just be cracking laughing because a lot of those like I can use that stuff for like skits and, and stuff like that. I got like voicemails from my homies that I used to just purposely collect, build up on, in my voicemail till it get full and then record me listening to it. Yeah, I got all of that, you know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, from college and all, man, I got so much stuff. From eighth grade to college, I have a lot of tapes that could, you know what I'm saying, can that could probably create an album built around me making tapes. But, you know, those tapes would be skits and uh, intros and outros to songs and shit like that. So, you know, it's something I still can play with. More ideas that reason why I won't give up rapping, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you should write that down that sounds sick that's a concept yeah. that yeah. sounds clean where'd you go for college uh Harold washington college community college in chicago downtown chicago graduated what'd you do? i was uh um my major was uh journalism you know what i'm saying i wanted to uh write books you know what i'm saying or uh teach english but I knew I wasn't going to teach English because my slang is too pertinent in my conversations. So I I couldn't do it. I can't. I can't. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. I feel like uh, journalism, you know what I'm saying, is something that I was always attached to no matter what I was doing, whether if it was writing uh, uh, just, a, uh, uh, just a short story or something that was on my mind outside of rap writing. And, you know, I, I found myself more of a writer than anything. I could be an author, you know what I'm saying? Or I could write for newspapers or 
whatever. You know what I'm saying? That's what mm-hmm. I, that's what I was aiming for. But uh, yeah, I just I, and and uh, the minus was in the arts, and I think that's what I pursued more. Um, I started writing on this book. I ain't, I don't talk about this a lot, but I started writing on this book a long ass time ago, like in O two, called the Seed, and it was basically gonna be fourteen books and fourteen people based on how they grew up as grown adults but still feel like the seed that's in the soil. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. my story was first. You know what I'm saying? It was going to be my story compiled in how the process of me growing up so fast that I didn't, I had to grasp and go back to get life skills later on in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't get my license till I was 22. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I supposed to got my license in high school. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the stagnant of not growing, but you still growing as a human. You know what I'm saying? That's what the seed was really about. It's going to be me and 13 other people that I was going to write the story about. And uh, it was 14 people significantly, significantly, uh, because for uh, 14 days is uh, the amount of days group homes give you when you go AWOL, sort of like the army. You know what I'm saying? When you go AWOL, you got 14 days to return back or, you know what I'm saying, they reinstate you into Adi home or some type of other halfway house or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Thank God I didn't have to do that, but I keep that 14. That is on most of my albums. It's 14 tracks, you know what I'm saying? And that's the reason why, you know what I'm saying? Most of my albums got 14 tracks, you know what I'm saying? I always think about that in my my ASCAP publishing is 14-day notice, you know what I'm saying? So everything's surrounding that, you know what I'm saying, that factor. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. I like the book book idea. yeah, it's interesting. So what? So yeah, so I didn't just like, uh, yeah. just like so I just like I, I yeah. Back to the story. I got off track, but um, oh, that's fine. Back to the story about writing a book. Um, I was not saving the work. I was in my pops. I was living with uh, with this guy that kind of like gave me the freedom to try to catch up with life. So during my downtime, I would type on a computer and not save the work just save it in the computer i wouldn't save it on like the floppy disk it was floppy disk at the time you know what i'm saying and i wouldn't save it and we got a flood and the whole shit's ruined and Uh i just got discouraged Uh you know what i'm saying that's what really happened with that so Mm. you know what i'm saying I, i i never started i never you know picked back up on it so you know it's something that something i can you know probably go down the line and do down the line when I get a little more older, you know what I'm saying? When I'm not rapping no more or something like that, I probably can like really invest time into that. Yeah. So, so were they just like biographical kind of just like yeah. stories or like small biographical? Memoir, kind of? Yeah. Biographical. Yeah. And, yeah. And some memoirs, like thoughts of what people might be thinking at a time in their difficult times or in a happy moment 
or mm. you know what I'm saying? Just like if a if if you notice something that you're when you're grown that you should have learned back when you know what I'm saying when you should have learned about whatever it is that you're just now learning about, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Memoirs and five words that would describe how you feel or, or like a check-in, like the health is wealth check-in, you know what I'm saying? And, and one day it might not be good. The next day it might be good. All through the whole book, you know what I'm saying? And, and stories that that tells how how most of us grow without all of the tools at the same rate of how we're growing as humans. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you think about, like, people that have, like, plugs, like, you, the, uh, the person that don't know about plug is the last person to know, even on that small scale, like, dang, I don't even know, you know what I'm saying? That's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? In order to get the opportunity, you got to know it's, it's all about who you know. So, you know what I'm saying? That's part of the process of growing. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? All of that. Talk about all of that. You know what I'm saying? Just so people can see that is that that exists and put light on it. Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. I like that. Um, yeah. I kind of want to just like dip into that, but um, I feel like I probably should dip into the music right now. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, 06. Um, what happened around that time that like, what, what was, so you gained that first studio experiences no more cassettes so what was that what was that particular was there a particular moment at that front where like somebody just went like hey i've got a studio like or well you just you just like fuck it let me before 2006 like before 2006 my first taste of being in the studio was when i was working with this group called ulic voices and that group was based from the group home like like i said i was uh had a lot of leadership skills and the mm-hmm. CEO at the group home was like, yo, we could, we, we probably could make a difference with this, you know what I'm saying, if we go about it the right way. So my yep. first taste of real studio was uh, creating an album based on my group home experience and being a ward of the state. And I rapped about that for, uh, for, for two, three years with a, with a group with three other guys, you know what I'm saying, that mm-hmm. was in the same situation as, as me. So, you know, we would tour across the country, you know what I'm saying? United, we never went outside the United States, but we would tour across the country to different group group home forums and uh, uh, foster care alumni and stuff like that. Like, we would go to these places and be the entertainment at these places, and we would sell our CDs that was from disc makers. So we would have, we I had the success before 2006, being in the studio and selling out and, and, and performing and stuff like that. But I wasn't cursing. I wasn't putting like my real, how I really, really get down into it till 2006 when I started working with this group called 500 Entertainment. These guys that I met while I was in college, you know what I'm saying? And we was doing that. And that's when I was really like just getting in the booth and creating an album. I was working on an album called The Group Home Felon. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't going to be about, like, me being in the group home, but it was just, like, me, this is what I'm doing after, this is how, what I sound like after after that. You know what I'm saying? And I finished the album. It never came out. I never put it out. But I still hold on to the title because I still might use it for something down the line. And, yeah. uh, 
And yeah, that's when I really was getting, that's when I started getting busy. You know what I'm saying? After that, I, I, I don't think I looked back from that moment. And uh, mm-hmm. I didn't put out my first project till 2009. Vix Magorium Hip Hop's Emporium, produced <laughs> entirely by Nez and Rio. You can find that on that piff. And you know what I'm saying? That's 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 when I started rapping with knowledge. You know what I'm saying? That's when I first put my my first album out. You know what I'm saying? That's an amazing title. <laughs> yeah. That's that caught me so caught. I was like, okay. That's amazing. <laughs> That's Vix Magorium oh. Hip Hop Symporium. You know Hip-hop what I'm saying? Emporium. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Yeah. This it, this album featured 15-year-old Vic Mensa. You know what I'm saying? Wow. He's 15 years old. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's part of a group called Brainiacs. And that was formed by knowledge from kids in the hall. I think it was the yeah. guy that gave me my first... You know what I'm saying? He was like... I was, like the role to stardom came from him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was the first guy that was from Chicago that believed in the line of work that I did, that understood it. He, hey, Vic, I understand it. I understand this. You know what I'm saying? And thankful for him for you know what I'm saying, taking that opp- giving me the opportunity to to uh, to have a to have a, be part of a, a group. That was, you know what I'm saying? That was that sounded so different and crazy coming out of Chicago. It was me, it was Vic Mensa, it was the producers Nez and Rio, it's my homie Fooch, it was uh big homie Doe, who is now King Louis manager, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, man, and knowledge, you know what I'm saying, high life Dre, you know what I'm saying? We had we had a whole conglomerate of you know what I'm saying? Of talent from Chicago that wasn't sounding like what Chicago was sounding like at the time. So, you know, I you know, that's 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 when I started to get like out here on the blogs. That was my first taste of the blogs when I was mm. showed up on one of knowledge albums, you know what I'm saying? Chicago Picasso. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that around two thousand eight, two thousand ten, I was I was, you know what I'm saying, putting, getting my feet wet in the universe way under the, you know, yeah, introducing this is Vic Spencer, you know what I'm saying? So this is this is my real introduction, you know what I'm saying, without being in the group home, without being on cassettes, and, you know what I'm saying, all of that, you know what I mean? I'll, this is my introduction into the, to the world. I'm, I, I low key. I, I need to ask this because I keep this is all this in my head at the moment. Uh, what were the? Well, you mentioned the the the, the raps before, obviously, uh, coming to like uh, that particular collective, and you're saying like you weren't cursing in that. So was it just like brakes on a bus, brakes on a car? <laughs> kind of. Nah, um, it wasn't that. Nah. Brakes to make you a superstar. <laughs> Nah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that kind of music. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It was. It was me. It was. It was raw and gutter. It was just no vulgar language. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. It was. It Fair was enough. still me. Still gutter okay. and raw. I still was. You know what I'm saying? Not innocent at all. You know okay. what I'm saying? 
I would throw little hints in there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I think it did its job for the cause we were trying to accomplish. You know what I'm sure. saying? So I think that that's what the big uh, the big goal of that was, was to create something in that matter that was, you know, you know, that could reach, you know what I'm saying? But still didn't sound corny, you know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the interesting wrinkle uh, that uh, I was going to ask about, but I'll ask it in a different way now. <clears throat> uh, well, I'll ask some of it in a different way. What was the... You mentioned the sounds that you guys had at that point was different from what was Chicago was doing at that point. What was the Chicago sound at that point, if you can describe it? Uh, you know, we was fresh off the... Off the, like, the Twisters and Do or Dies and Crucial Conflict and, you know what I'm saying, um, psychodramas and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, that if you sounded like that, then you, that was a distinctive Chicago sound. You know what I'm saying? Like, you knew that that was the Chicago wave. And we, we had something that was more like, uh man, just like pure raw hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like something that Ninth Wonder would have cleaned on too. You know what I'm saying? That's something great like name that. To pick in this in this area, bro. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? When like back when you think about Ninth Wonder at that time, he was on fire. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And um, man, I I just looked at us like we was just a different. It was different from everything, you know what I'm saying? And I love being a part of different shit, like shit that, that's that's not the norm or the uh, I'm more of the expect the unexpected type of vibe. I like that. I like being part of, part of those uh, and putting shock value behind what that looks like. What would you... Uh, I, I've From my point of view, right, which isn't like the most... Um, <clears throat> uh, I guess... Uh, What's the word? Not the, not the most like mainstream way of thinking, right? But it's how it's how I see it. So bear with me. Is that I see like the Chicago hip hop scene as something that has, you know, obviously been about for a, a long time, but it's never gotten the kind of shine that, say, in LA got in the nineties or in Atlanta got in the past decade. It's always been there, but not quite in the front seat, so to speak. Um, what would you class as? Uh, what would you class Chicago hip hop um, as? I guess as a particular what what makes what makes Chicago unique? I guess in that sense, because I've been it's only it's only until recently that I've kind of just like been. St- now and again just hit with like a new Chicago like a Chicago artist I'm just like damn another one I mean it's it's just like a slow I just get a slow hit of just like oh this Chicago person oh this person from Chicago so I'm I'm just wondering and they're all kind of they they all come across differently in my mind um you come your work comes across differently than from like Saba's work right for example so I'm just wondering in your in your point of view as somebody that's obviously been in that space for a while uh what's unique about chicago and the hip-hop rap scene 
I feel like it's an option on the table. You know what I'm saying? Like we, if I feel like if you're from Chicago, you're trying to actually do something different. You know what I'm saying? It's not a lot of people that's from Chicago that is be like, oh man, he sound like such and such, such and such. <laughs> they but, always have their own distinctive sound. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that attribute alone is like what Chicago brings to the game. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we are we're an option. We're considered an option on the table instead of a duplicate. You know what I'm saying? If 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 the whole United States was a meal, you know what I'm saying, and if it was different entrees on the table, Chicago would have a different entree. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be the same as another state or same as. And I, I think that that's obvious, you know what I'm saying? I think that's very sta- very standout of what what Chicago brings to the table from, uh, you know, from my kind of raps to the kind of rap Saba, Saba makes, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's, it's, it's all wonderful in a sense, you know what I'm saying? We all can We all can change whatever we're trying to change in our own ways, and it won't seem like, it's copying off somebody else. You know what I'm saying? And we doing it in our way. We take pride and stuff like that. I think Chicago in itself, without even saying that, we take pride into like how we sound and how we go about saying shit because everybody says the same thing. It's not about what you say, it's how you say it. You know what I'm saying? So we all saying the same words. But Chicago gonna make it known that we're gonna say it a lot different. Yeah. I would like to um <clears throat> uh correct myself and say Chicago Drill obviously had a moment uh in the mm-hmm. early two thousand twenty tens to yeah, the point true. Where, yeah, that, to, that, yeah. To, we I was I, I was supposed to complete my my thought on that. It went from <laughs> I was saying I went from the old crucial conflict stuff to now the drill scene and stuff like that. Yeah, so yep. When yep. when when you transcend from that, that's when you think about like the mainstream. Like that was yeah. mainstream. Like crucial it conflict now was mainstream. It was in my high we, school. <laughs> yeah, so the drill scene definitely super mainstream, and um, yeah, you know that was what the that's we was outside of that. We definitely was outside of the norm from all of the things that was mainstream coming from the crew. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah, if I, I would have I would have loved to have heard your stuff around the time I was in high school, 15 years old, and my boy is trying to hit me with like Chief Keef and Shy Glizzy. I was, like, <laughs> I, I, I was just like, where are you finding this? <laughs> when was your first introduction to my music? Uh, yours? Um, very late. Um, spent by three. <laughs> It was it was the Ooh, it was three. It was sheesh. I was late late. I was late late. Late late. This is it's so you know, I'll I'll in a in a in a effort to tell you my story a little bit, like it took me until I don't know, I guess uh, a while to really explore for myself in a way that I feel that I'm in a comfortable place with it now. Where, you know, I'm listening to like five new projects a week at least a minimum right and they're all from different places a lot i always try and try and find new people and stuff like that so um around the S- uh, sfh3 kind of time which is obviously which i want to get to at some point was a very 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 fertile time in terms of you dropping stuff jesus christ 
in in my effort of trying to <laughs> trying to stop your stuff in the fast pass. There was, yeah. there was a lot there, but uh, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it 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 just takes. The, the, it, honestly, getting to yours was just like, why did it take this long, kind of thing. Um, and I can't, I don't have an answer for it, but like, um, yeah, it it took it took a while, but it came it came to me. I honestly remember listening to that for the first time. And it just like this particular track, eloquent listening, hit me like while I was walking the dog, and I was just like, Jesus! <laughs> this is lit. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I think I put, I, th- I think, I think I put, uh, put the album my album list that year. So, um, I'll, I'll probably, I'll need to, I'll, I'll double check that, not to embarrass myself. But um, yeah, that was that was such a clean album for me. But um, yeah, uh, was a, uh, I've lost my track, I've lost my trailer train of thought where I wanted to go next, but um. I just want to hop in some, obviously, just some stuff throughout that time because um, I've I've been listening to a lot of your, a lot of your work from um, uh, from the start from the start of twenty ten onwards, so especially. Um, there's actually speaking of Saba, there was actually a track. Uh, I'm see if I can look it up right quick. Um, with you and Saba, and it was like a kind of like a two for one track, six minutes. Three for one, yeah. Absolute heater try and get up right quick for the people um but yeah like as i look that up talk to me about um i guess uh collabing with other people because i feel like when i was while i was going through your discography there was a lot of times where like some albums were heavy with the collabs and heavy with the uh features and posse cuts and stuff like that but then there were just a few here and there that just seemed like it was just all you uh all killer no filler kind of thing going on um so yeah it, was that is that a purposeful thought towards how you go about it and where yeah. it's like i want this album to be just me or i want this album obviously to be with a lot yeah. of people right yeah i um like depending on how i be feeling i'll be like man yeah this album gonna be just me because you know what i'm saying some people feel like you know features carry artists you know what i'm saying and I'm not one of those guys that get carried by the features. So I just wanted to, you know, just solidify that, yeah, I can put out an album on my own and it could be just as fire as the the collabs that I put together. Yeah. That's what's up. Uh, the song is uh, Bacteria, Fungi, Virus. And uh, yeah, it was a three. Yeah, that was crazy how we came up with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Saba produced all of the beats. and um, On the whole project. No, on the on that all three oh, the, of on the, that particular okay right yeah and you know I was uh, I was uh, I was creating this character called Ill McNasty you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the character that's be rapping about nasty shit you know what I'm saying so I ain't have to I ain't have formulated no rhymes about that so mm. bacteria uh, fungi the, that joint kind of like brought that to light you know what i'm saying that kind of helped me bring this ill mcnasty guy to life because after that i just like rapped about ill shit that's why it came about i just knew that i was going to be doing this character now he not like got no different voice or nothing he just be it's just me rapping about nasty shit the, the most possible nastiest shit ever you know what i'm saying so me and saba i was telling saba about how I want all that to go. He was game, and you know we did all of the songs in the flesh, 
And uh, the middle beat, this is a fun fact about that song, the middle beat, Sean Price was going to jump on that uh, mm-hmm. at one point. Sean Price was going to jump on that uh, the second beat. He loved that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rapid Bastard was Sean Price's favorite record. But yeah, me and Saba uh, did that joint. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect. And this is something that he's never done before. Something that I've never done before. Like one of my first conceptual songs ever. And you know what I'm saying? Glad to be able to have that in my archives. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll put SFH uh, number eight on the, my album list just for prosperity's sake. Um, so, yeah, uh, another thing I wanted, I guess, uh, as an overall uh, kind of like um, question uh, to your, I guess, uh, I guess a length, of, uh, a, a stretch of questions I kind of want to ask as it pertains to your process, right? Because there was a t- there was a couple of moments in a couple of albums um where uh you mentioned you you said the term no Sean scamps and then obviously there was an album coming afterwards called no Sean scamps so i'm wondering how far ahead do you plan uh your records i'm already in 2025 right now jesus christ <laughs> Like, I know what I'm dropping next year. You know what I'm saying? What? I know what I'm dropping oh. the year after. Like, yeah, I'm I'm a workaholic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really am. You know what I'm saying? Consistently. That's absurd. Yeah, I'm really a music hoarder. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Definitely. Yeah. But, you know, I, I put out four or five albums a year, so I'm not holding on to anything. It's just that I'm working at a alarming rate <laughs> very very it's like what what happened what happened in 2018 bro what happened because like i'm just like bro he's just suddenly like it just suddenly just ramps up it's like two projects is a is an off year <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. was there anything in particular that happened at that point where it's just like okay i'm just gonna go is it like i'm just gonna go harder than ever or what? Because now you're dropping at least like three a year. This is like, yeah. Can I breathe? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, the way the way that I put out, well, the way that I record music, it be I be working on albums at like at one time. I work on like two or three albums at one time, and at, throughout my session, I will uh-huh. record maybe one song for this album, two songs for this album, a song for this album, and I do that weekly. You understand? Know I do that weekly for years. Just so just imagine, you know, you were cutting three, four records a week for years. You're gonna accumulate crazy catalog. You know what I'm saying? And it's just easy for me because I got it organized and know where everything is going, what albums is what. Um, that's what makes it. Uh, that's what brings it all together. Like that's my process. You know what I'm saying? Me being organized. And, and and what comes out, you know what I'm saying? I don't even be knowing when it come out. I just know it's done, you know what I'm saying? That's all I can say. Because you never know. I might be in a position where I can't go to the studio for the next two years, you know what I'm saying? But I can still drop an album out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? I got the, I got the you know what I'm saying, the power to do that, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting on I want to be frank. I'm sitting on like over 15 albums. And that's no cap. 
this right here, no rap cap. Nope. Not no, nope. And no cap. It's ridiculous. It is insane what, what, um, the kind of music, I mean, uh, not the kind of music, how much music that I am making uh-huh. a year. Uh-huh. Just, you know what I'm saying? And, it, man, Nike know what they about to release, so I know what I'm about to release next year. Nike know what they about to release next year. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, mm-hmm. think like that, I guess. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, come, I, I, I respond to that in a place of just like, in a place of astoundment and a little bit of like envy as well because from what i do like you know i juggle a couple of pods here and there right but Mm. i don't have shit weeks in advance or i'm not writing i write scripts as well i don't write like several scripts like at the same time um unless i'm getting paid for it (laughs) like um but yeah yeah it's jesus christ yeah yeah, that, I mean, I don't even count what I get paid to do. You know what I'm saying? On my own, I'd be in the back of my car listening to beats. <laughs> yeah, I'd be in the back of my car listening to beats. You know what I'm saying? Giving myself that time to give whatever I'm writing to the energy that it deserves. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I feel like that's probably the most important part of my process is actually giving the music the time, the ears that it deserves. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I give my carve out. So when somebody send me some music, I go sit back, roll up me a blunt, and 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 go in and listen to the music and listen to the beats and pick figure out what I'm gonna rap over, what I'm not gonna rap over. You know what I'm saying? And give it that time. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the most important part. You know what I'm saying? Because once you once you give a beat that you like the time it deserves. It's always gonna be kind of flawless. That's why I kind of like love how I pick music because I pick it from an ear that I can't believe it's me doing it. <laughs> it's funny. It's right. just funny like that because although I love music and I listen to my music like it's not me, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I feel uh-huh. like that came from what we talking about, you know what I'm saying? It just come from just like <laughs> picking the best shit, you know what I'm saying? I would be speechless, but um, we have a podcast to do. Um, a minor, a, a fun question I wanted to ask, um, kind of a, uh, a this or that. Uh, this or that, uh, weed bars or bars about whack rappers, which one are you taking? Uh, bars about white rappers because <laughs> I can smoke weed to those too. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I got a lot of that. I was just like, geez, who, who hurt you? Bro? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, white rappers. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, that's my Sean Price. It's my the Sean yeah. Price soul, soul of Sean Price. And you know, talk about white rappers. Blame Sean Price. <laughs> So you have a couple of, I guess, uh, serials coming through, and I, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised after, you know, after a few or two for a minute, you know what I mean, but 
you know, you have a, you've already started part four of of the psychological cheat sheet. I shouldn't be surprised, but I am when you were saying all that stuff. Um, But you have obviously a couple of series on that front cheat sheet first and obviously spends fire as well um what is it about those two particular like i guess when you started you know sfh3 with sunny jim um and when you did this first cheat sheet did you make those thinking that you were going to do like a series of those of uh, of those yeah i went in i I, well uh i knew i was going to be doing a series of august for nine um i knew it from the first time I started that, but I didn't know what Spencer for Hire was going to do. Spencer for Hire just kind of like grow how like people like TV series and then they get a new contract for a new year. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of like it, how yeah, Spencer for Hire is like working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Spencer for Hire has been working like that. But August for Nine, me and August for Nine like have so much in common, and um, and the music resonates with how I feel internally and I'm able to pick massive beats from August for nine to the point where I could create psychological cheat sheet part eight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Up to part eight. Maybe I should do psychological cheat sheet in the form of that book. Make 14 parts of psychological cheat sheets. You know what I'm saying? It's always 14 tracks on the psychological cheat sheets. Part three coming out this year too, by the way, that's done. You know what I'm saying? That was done last year. I want you to know what I'm saying. So that's how advanced I am in this shit. Uh, in that in that process that we were talking about previously, how does the uh, how do the concepts come through for you? How do you gain those uh, concepts of just like you know? Obviously, notional scams is a f- fascinating one for me personally. It's a <laughs> concept. I love that shit to death, but. So, so I was just wondering how how do you gain those uh, concepts? Uh, is it just like walking about? It just comes along. People? Like after yeah. like I don't I don't name the albums till all the songs are done. Okay. Or unless I have the title in my head already, and that's like mm-hmm. only like a few. But a lot of my albums, like per se, like Duffel of Gems, that was an album. Love it. Yeah. That was a that was an album that. I came up with the title after all the songs was done. You know what I'm saying? And um, the stupid project, the stupid EP. You know what I'm saying? That 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 came after all the songs was done. Psychological cheat sheet even came after all the songs was done. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, man, that's how it normally comes like that. Even some of the titles. You know what I'm saying? Come after the song is recorded. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's and I change it around sometimes when it's me sequencing. Like once the music is done, I spend more time sequencing and um, and naming tracks, making sure that my favorite track is track seven. You know what I'm saying? I was going. To, I was going to ask because you did tweet me that to me. So yeah, I want to. Yeah, I wanted some expansion on like why why seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, seven man, just some game banging shit, man. <laughs> it's just some game bang. It's some game banging shit, really. You know what I'm saying? The GDs, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's some game banging shit. Track seven. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And 
it, it tracks saying the word track seven sounds fascinating. You know what I'm saying? Track seven is a favorite one. Lucky seven. People's lucky seven. It's a cliche lucky seven. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But, but mostly yeah. gangbanging. Yeah. Yeah, mostly gangbanging, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah mostly gangbanging. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um I'll 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 say this. Uh, I'll ask this question bluntly and uh, see where you go for it. Who is Vic Green Thumbs, and why hasn't he got an Adult Swim cartoon yet? <laughs> <laughs> why he ain't getting the costume yet? No, why hasn't he got an Adult Swim cartoon yet? Man, why adults? But yeah, man, thank you, bro. Like <laughs> <laughs> Vic Green Thumbs, man, that's like my. That's like my best friend or my uh-huh. uh my alter ego, like my 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 shadow. He's like my shadow, yeah. my therapist or my or or my best friend. Like I would call him my best friend. You know what I'm saying? It's a weird that's weird, you know what I'm saying? I used to think like, damn, what am I doing with this big green thumbs guy? But he's 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 important now. You know what I'm saying? So I always big green thumbs was developed. I'm saying developed like he a real. <laughs> he was. I started uh, Vic Green Thumbs back when I was 30. It was like, yeah, it was 10 years ago. I put yeah. out a mixtape called Vic Green Thumbs, and that's on that Piff too. And um, man, it had 30 tracks. I was 30 years old. Put 30 tracks on there. You know what I'm saying? Gosh, the nice. head of the streaming game. Wow. Yeah, 30 tracks, and it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. Green Thumbs was throughout that whole shit. Green Thumbs was like my therapist or my like trying to help me get through some shit or you know what I'm saying, being like that person in the room while I'm talking all this shit I'm talking. So that's you know what I'm saying. And then I did, then when uh, No Shine Skimps came out, you know people before that people were asking like, where's Big Green Thumbs? You used to have him on like hella tracks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? On your albums. <laughs> and you ain't put them on there now. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, ah, oh, man, I got to make a whole album with them then. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to drop it on 420. You know what I'm saying? We dropped it on 420. We, you know what I'm saying? The track 7 on there is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I love that joint. There's no Sean Skimp shit. And Big Green Thumbs. Big Green Thumbs in itself is just like my... You know what I'm saying? My man's like, you know what I'm saying? He saved, he he stopped me from fucking up a lot of rappers, man. <laughs> he definitely has, man. That's a fact, man. Great thumbs to stop me from doing some shit. That's for sure. That's outstanding. I, I, I love, I, I, anytime, anytime Green Thumbs pops up, it, it just, uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a laugh. It's an absolute laugh. Um. You mentioned uh, dropping mixtape when you were 30, and uh, obviously now you're in your 40s. Um, I wanted to ask a question that I've actually been um, thinking about uh, writing, actually, and I wanted your thoughts on it. Um, I feel like there's a time, it's, we're in a time now where age doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, you can obviously name several artists, but they are now over 40, but they have been going since the 90s and or the 80s even, obviously, for, you know, some. Um, but obviously for you, uh, it's a little bit different in terms of your trajectory. Um, so I was wondering, I guess, how do you feel about rapping at 
fully and uh knowing that i guess uh that's not kind of the norm so to speak man i love it i feel like i'm still new you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like i love the music that i'm making you know what i'm saying so if i continue to act like i love the music that i'm making then it's going to always be something for me to do i'm always going to want to body some shit like damn yo i like how i said that shit like i love it i love that i can listen to myself and not think like it's me listening to it <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's some weird shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's beautiful, man. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Honestly, I feel because there's in in a in other you know music genres, it's fine to be like seventy and still touring, uh, and in other forms of art, it's okay to be you know old and doing your things, painting or whatever. Yeah, um, I but hip hop specifically, yeah. once you're thirty, it's raps. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like, man, some of our older some of our older rappers don't sound the same. They still probably got the same integrity and the same, you know what I'm saying? They don't sound the same, like, you know what I'm saying? I feel feel like I still sound the same, you know what I'm saying? And I've been rapping for a long-ass time. So mm-hmm. I feel like if as long as I keep it that way, then I'm going to keep going. I'm going to be rapping when I'm 80. You know what I'm saying? If I can rap till I'm 80, man, that'd be fly. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I might be fucking up. I might be high. <laughs> but man, you know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. At least that's a feeling yeah. that I have. No, that's great. Yeah, no, honestly, like, yeah, you, know, you, I think Sky Zoo recently turned 40. Obviously, Nas is producing his pretty much like some of his best yeah. work. Like, exactly. At this point. Yeah. Yeah, like guys like that that like... keep doing it and 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 still sound good, hell mm-hmm. yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like that's the that's the ambition that that everybody should have. Everybody shouldn't change up their style. Everybody shouldn't uh, reform because it's not moving fast enough. It's yep. people out here that's been rapping for forty years and they're doing the sh- they killing shit. You know what I'm saying? Still, so it's that's important. That's what type of that's how I wanna. That's how I wanna go out. You know what I'm saying? So as long as I can still sound like how I sound, I'm going in. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like it's a perfect place to uh, cap it off, and uh, I like to finish with uh, two questions. Uh, first one is, uh, what are you? What what recommendations? So you know, what else are you listening to? What are you watching? Uh, what are you reading that you feel like uh, people should be on? Um, what I'm I'm watching uh, Snowfall and Power two for two for two. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Three interviews I've had someone say Snowfall, and I'm just like, and and um and my and my wife just put me on Euphoria, so I'm just now catching up on that. But I'm not even like a TV guy, so yeah, you know what I'm saying. I guess you know what I'm saying. That's what I'm watching. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what I'm listening to, I'm listening to uh, Vritra. I hope I'm saying Vritra, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listening to uh, John Bapp. I'm listening to myself. 
and I'm listening to Matt Marshes. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely why. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm very like out of there when I'm listening to shit, and I'm listening to Tyler shit too. I fuck with Tyler. You know what What's what up? Yeah. Uh, Good Rex. I don't know. I ain't been reading shit. Um, <laughs> you don't have to cat. You don't have to categorize. It could have been yeah. Anything for you. <laughs> yeah, I ain't been reading too much shit. I, the last book I read was uh, Invisible Man, Ralph Ellison. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was a while ago, and that was it. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, you know what I mean. I'm just out here. Getting older and wise on my own, you know, creating my own history. You know what I'm saying? Being a selfish writer and being a a, a, a selfish man. That's purposely, though, because it's mad books here in the career, but, you know what I'm saying? Do it. I, I don't feel like I, when I read them, I, I, that's when I'm not doing nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But if I'm being an author... I ain't got no time to read. I'm somewhere being an author, <laughs> like a full-time author, for real. Like, everything I do is ten toes in, uh-huh. for real. Like, everything, you know what I'm saying? Ten, I'm ten toes in everything. So, man, full throttle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, we finish uh, with, as always, we finish with the top five. And I like to preface it with is uh, that it's your top five so you can go wherever you want with it doesn't have to be about music could be about anything you want top five of anything uh, top five of broad, anything could be could be as broad or as specific as you like it could be best rappers in the mid 2000s from certain place could be as specific as you want or as broad as you want but it's your top five so with that said what is your top five of Vic Spencer <laughs> I've had that oh. face before. <laughs> oh shit! So, so much choice. Wait well, on. I'm gonna just say this. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say Red Man, Shine Price, Doom, Rock Marcy, and Styles P. That's my top five of all time. Like. All time. That's a solid. That's, that's top my. Five. That's my top five of all time. That's a solid you know top five. That's a solid, solid that's, top five. That's you know what I'm saying. If I, I, I always say that shit for a long time because you know what I'm saying. When you look at all of those guys, those guys, you know what I'm saying, held it down in any arena that they had or any moment in time that they had in the culture, and it was very impactful. So. You know what I'm saying? It's like giving them their flowers more than, mm-hmm. you know, liking their music. You know what I'm saying? Because the music is incredible. It's just that, man, you know what I'm saying? When you're able to uh, have an impact like they had, you know what I'm saying? All of that matters. When you when you crafting top fives, like I don't craft top fives off what people doing right now. I craft top fives off uh, the integrity and the... Uh, and the leadership and the changing of each of those artists, you know what I'm saying? Like to get where they at and uh, to get where they at to sound how they sound right now. They all still sound fresh. When you hear doom, you hear your head, you know what I'm saying? You start nodding your head, you know what I'm saying? 
when you hear Styles P rhyming over Havoc beats, you like, oh man, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? So all of that stuff matters, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to my top five, you know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Uh, I want to finish with uh, what's on your bio because I forgot to mention it and it's just apps. It, I can't, I can't not just say a little bit of it. Uh, what is the result when you mix the wit of Sean Price, the comedic delivery of Doom, the orthodox approach of the late of the late ODB, the lungs of Be Real, and the real life experience of a group home uh, resident hailing from the streets of Chicago's greedy side? <laughs> answer. Vic Spencer, aka the rapping bastard. That's one of the best intro. That's one of the best bios I've, I've read. It's, I love I it. I fucking love it. That's just so old. <laughs> it's, it's old, but it's lit. I like it, yeah. man. I love it. I fucking love it. And I wanted. Yeah. I just wanted to lay lay that out of just so I completely. I fucking love that. I love your tunes. Shout now I've finally it. been dipping into them. Um, That's my boy, uh, Basis Perpetual, Perpetual Rebel. Shouts out to per- Perpetual Rebel coming up with that, man. Appreciate yes, that. That's a it's a it's a cra- it's a crazy just like like you said before like you said at the beginning gumbo pot like it's just it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's outstanding and uh, yeah. it's apt it's apt it's like a pre uh, one well, that's wonderful uh, Vic Spencer it's been a pleasure man um, hi thank you for your time and for your story of course uh, look forward to <sighs> so many albums. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's unfair. What, oh, you know what I'm saying? Gonna be I'm just taking about you to... so often. Oh gosh, yeah, what, it's, what it's, a life, eh? What a life. Uh, yeah, I look forward to the book that nuts. may or may not come in the future. <laughs> well, psychological chichi living out those dreams, man. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> hmm. I look forward to it if it ever comes. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, man. Yeah, appreciate you. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was my interview with Mr. Vic Spencer. Yeah, man. I, I got a lot out of that. <laughs> I got so much out of that. It was a very fulfilling interview, I must say. Like, just getting these questions out and just having a guy just give so much detail to everything. And the book idea. I don't know why I'm so hung up on the book, but it's, I, just, I just... I don't know. I find it interesting when creative people have like an urge to want to go somewhere else with it you know writing a book is way different than you know just uh uh, uh but well it's it's different in itself right it's different it's different creatively like you're, you're tapping into something different there than just writing bars right it's, it's it's different between it's different between writing a book and screenwriting i know that for sure i know that from experience right i've tried i've attempted to write a novel not good at it. Don't I can't do it. <laughs> I could probably do it someday, but not now. It doesn't work for me. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I just got really hung up on that. I just found it funny. And ladies and gentlemen, come on. If you if you've heard the Vic Green Thumbs, uh, uh, just uh, any any appearance by by Vic Green Thumbs on his uh on his album on his work, you, you know for a fact that would just be a perfect adult swim like cartoon. Just a, a quick, just a quick thirty minute thing. Like just yeah, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Uh, but yeah, shouts to Big Spencer, man. Um, just amazing detail um, and really made the interview just worthwhile. Um, you know, it's about an hour and a half, uh, now hour and 15. 
you know, so I just got a ton of just fulfillment out of uh, talking to him and just having him just uh, just answer all my questions in a way that I just I felt like I got that and more, you know, and uh, that's that's just one of the that's the best that's one of the best feelings I can possibly get, and uh, hopefully you guys you know felt that too. How about I said? Let's see you there on the 5th End Podcast Network I've been it's been most good intro music has both been by Brock Berrigan intro was Baxter and the interlude music was Smoke Break you can find the link to the exact same album because it's in the same album in the full show notes thanks to Channel Breakers for being used both tracks you can also find their link in the full show notes and with that said until the next time until the next interview take it easy ladies and gentlemen